Our reading this morning comes from Romans and then we're going to turn to uh, a short uh, and brief study on that passage. Romans 15 verses 1 to 7. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbours for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement, they might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Father, as we turn to your word, we pray that you would open our eyes to see afresh your loving goodness and your call upon our lives. Amen. So today we come, as I said, to the second in our series on community. And in his day, round about the 1940s, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote what was then a seminal work on this very subject. And I'm going to start by summarising a short passage from his book on community. He said this, And it is in seeing each other as flawed that we learn to forgive and give thanks for the loving forgiveness of God and the ability to forgive that comes first from God. We cannot create Christian community, but we can rely on God who has created the reality in which we can walk. Our forgiveness is in Him. Our love is from Him. Our drawing together is with Him and our calling is by Him. So we saw last week that we are called, each of us by name, by him. And we respond to the love that the first he showed us. And that brings us into a community with each other as we follow believers and we are together followers of God. And this week we extend that to to see how we are part of a wider community, that in which we live and breathe and have our being. I had to go up to London uh, this week uh, and I have to say the whole experience was rather telling. The train was somewhat more busy than I had anticipated, especially as I wasn't in commuting hours as I used to. Uh, But each row was occupied, only one person may be for each row, but each row was indeed occupied. Everyone was in their own space, everyone had a face covering, and it was that really odd feeling of being in community, but at the same time completely outside it. Trains, of course, are not the sort of place when you're supposed to talk, so perhaps I had to bear that in mind. But as I reached Marlebone, which was where my office was uh, situated, 
So I was reminded of a community that I once had, to which I belonged, but with which and to which I was now excluded and I couldn't get in. And again, that was a very odd feeling, being slightly cut off, slightly isolated. And I wonder how many people today feel the same. They've re-entered the world, but they still feel slightly cut off, slightly outside, perhaps frightened or simply unable to reconnect. And as a church, we have a community hungry for relationship, but not knowing how to create it. Well, this passage is definitely for us. Now, I'm just going to briefly look at that passage and then come back to how that impacts on our daily life. See, Paul, who's the author of Romans, gives us a framework for community and for pastoral care right at the beginning of the passage. He says in verse 1 that we need to bear with each other and then in verse 2 that we should please our neighbour. Neighbour, of course, involves anyone that we stand alongside, anyone in our community. doesn't matter whether that's just in the street, in our school, in our workplace, in the shop, in our neighbourhood, the person next door, or in our home. Basically, it's anyone that we meet. And to bear with would sort of suggest that not everything is going to be plain sailing, which is probably an honest uh, estimation after all. But the emphasis is on the believer of, of God to bring pleasure, to do the pleasing. It is up to us to go further, to bring pleasure, to bring respite, to lift people up, to bring hope. This really is walking alongside each other. And it's what uh, Canon uh, Sam Wells in his book, uh, Incarnational Ministry, calls being with. Literally, in good times and in bad, in easy and difficult, to be with other people. So, if to walk with our fellow human and to show them the face of God through our actions is the aim, how are we going to do that? Well, again, this passage gives us four key words. The first of that, uh, first of those, is endurance. Paul, again, is remarkably honest. Walking with someone is not temporary. It's not an easy, easy fix. It could indeed be lifelong. We're to draw our strength and resilience, our direction and purpose from the Bible, which will uphold the Word of God. And we see that exampled, don't we, in Jesus' own life so many times, the way he walks with people, the way he is persistent in prayer, the way he says, don't forgive seven times, but 70 times seven. Walk the extra mile, lend them your cloak. It's all about giving and serving the other person. And that is ongoing. It's not a one-off. So with endurance, the next word was encouragement. Again, we find that through the Word of God. And as we said last week, throughout the Old Testament, the encouragement of wanting and being in relationship, God is actually desiring our presence with him.
he is prepared to make and give over everything in order to draw us back to himself. We have a God who has experienced the pain of confrontation, experienced the pain of rejection, experienced the pain of separation, of isolation, and yet he continued to love. Even those who were condemning him right up to the point on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they're doing. Paul then says, thirdly, that we need that same attitude, that same mind, depending on which translation you're reading. He gives us a spirit of unity because we all follow the same God. He has only one view and that view is to love. doesn't matter who you are, he loves. He gives us that same desire and that same will to love others through the will and the mind of Christ. Are we perfect? Of course we're not perfect. But our focus isn't to draw people to ourselves, but to draw people to the God who is perfect through what we're doing. We are pointing not to ourselves, but to God. And so the fourth word is to accept. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. And as we said earlier, we're not all the same. We're not perfect. God has accepted us just as we are. And the Christian church is an inclusive church, willing to love when the world has stopped loving. Have you seen one of those pictures? I rather like them where it is a portrait normally of a person but when you look closer you see that the portrait is made up of thousands of other photographs normally portraits of other people and so the big image is created by all of those little images underneath and that I believe is a picture of Christianity or Christians in community Together we make up the face and the image of God in our community. Each one of us vital, each one of us playing our part, each one of us loving the other and together we then draw the face of Christ in our community. So when I stood outside my office, old office I should say, uh, earlier this week, I thought of a time when a colleague came to me uh, and his fiancée's father was about to go overseas uh, to commit euthanasia and I had to sit with him. I sat with someone as they explained they were having marriage issues. I arranged for a man who had uh, injured himself physically to have support. I sat and discussed and listened to a man who was having uh, real mental health issues and retired early. I also sat with people when I said to them, I'm afraid your position in this firm is being withdrawn and you're being made redundant. That's hard. But actually, and interestingly, several of those people, not all, but several of them wrote to me afterwards saying, thank you for being open, for being honest, and for being compassionate. Even in the difficult times, 
if we walk with someone, they understand that we are walking with them. We're not leaving them. We're not letting them down. We are walking with them. Now, you will have your own examples. They were just some of mine from the recent past. But it's simply being there, perhaps even in silence. I had a friend uh, only this last week whose wife uh, was airlifted to hospital and, as I speak, is unlikely to survive. And another friend uh, was on the WhatsApp group and said, I will come. I will stand with you. I will anoint your wife with oil. I simply want to be there. That is Christian community. What can we do where I'm standing here? We're called to this community to make a difference because God made a difference to us and makes a difference through the people that he has called. That is each one of us making a difference where we stand, illustrating the love of God. Let me finish uh, with something I quoted actually to the Thursday congregation last week. It's uh, Teresa of Avila who said this, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. So may it be so in our community, bid on our street, in our village, in our parish, at our school, in our workplace. Wherever we are, God is there through us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you. We thank you for calling us to our community. We thank you for calling us to wherever we stand, wherever we have our being. Stand with us. Open our hearts and minds to see the opportunities just to be, to be with others. Help us, Lord, therefore, in your name we pray. Amen.